Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And Dennis is Dennis Halnon. He's one of the uh, employee owners at Tab. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we are still hiring a tab, looking for good people to join us as employee owners. So if you know any geeks out there that want to join a company that is employee-owned, um, check out our career page over at uh, tabinc.com. So uh, let's get back to your calls here. You've been nice enough to join us on this uh, Saturday morning. We're going to go to Amelia in Burlington. What's going on, Amelia? Hi, thanks for taking my call. So, our pleasure. Um, yeah, so about like I would say three months ago, I purchased a Yoga Lenovo Series 6 computer for college, All and right. it came with a charger. But just a couple of days ago, all of a sudden the charger wouldn't work, like the little tip at the end was bent. <clears throat> mm. all, all of a sudden it got bent, huh? Yes, mm. all of a sudden. And so, <laughs> and so I called Best Buy and purchased one over the phone, mm. and that one didn't wouldn't fit. So then they had another one that would fit, but the wattage is very high compared to the one I got. So the uh, original one was 45 watts. And then the, the one that I just got is 108 watts, but it's also a supercharger. And nice. I don't, yeah, so it would, and the guy said that it wouldn't impact the computer long term, but I wanted to see what you guys had to say. Um, technically, he's correct. It, it wouldn't, it shouldn't affect the computer because both the charger and the computer have chips in them that are managing the power. And, you know, the, the, the computer will report to the charger what it's capable of. The charger will select a power level that it can send to that computer, and it should work. Right. So she has what's a very good charger that can do all sorts of great things, but it's right. going to throttle down to it what will, the laptop the, can handle. The charger will step down and just provide the, the laptop with what it wants. Um, okay. I haven't. I haven't heard that that's been a problem for anybody, um, but those superchargers are kind of a new thing. 
I think mm-hmm. they've only been out for a year, year and a half or so, at I'm least sure. at least from Lenovo. Um I I can't I can't say with one hundred percent uh certainty that you're not gonna develop any issues from it, but they're they're they definitely have logic in both sides mm-hmm. to manage that power connection. Um okay. and it should be fine. Okay. Yep. yep. Um also, my computer, even like right when I got it, it only seems to charge up to sixty percent, and I've never seen it go over that. Over sixty so percent while you're still plugged in. Yep. Yeah, That's there's a good. reason for that. It's trying to save power. It's trying to save the world. Oh, by right, not drawing right. too much electricity during a certain time yeah. of the day. Now there are power management tools that you can get that will. Um, that will fix that. We can look up how to do that for you. Or it could just be a simple setting. Um, well, yeah, it's in the, it's in the computer. I think you can you can tell it to. Yeah, you're saving the planet, Amelia, by not being able to use your computer. Yeah, <laughs> yes, even though the one who who costs a lot of money. Right. So. Yeah. So it was, that makes sense. We have had articles about that of other computers, especially Apple was doing that too with their power charging. They actually won't. They don't want to charge it as hard during the quote-unquote peak hours of the of the day mm-hmm. but um yep did you already find it dennis yeah there's a there is a uh, article on lenovo's support site about exactly this scenario yeah we can okay. post that for you okay yeah that would be great yeah not a problem uh, anything well, else no i think that's it all right amelia well good luck with it and uh thanks for checking in with us and being skeptical as far as somebody telling you that 110 watts is going to work the oh same as yeah you're looking out for your computer you get props for that yeah yes well thank you very much <laughs> you're welcome all right have a good day. you too all right so Amelia's on her way and she'll be able to use her it's actually think of it as a governor on a go-kart <laughs> you know <laughs> that's true we can't let you charge that laptop too too much now wait till that happens with your electric car oh wait a minute it does actually happen because in <laughs> california they'll actually not let you charge your car during certain issues certain times of the day so it is already happening with these uh these scenarios speaking of apple as we wait for your calls 860-522-9842 is the number um apple execs are defending so wait a minute. Before I bring this up, you know our our standard specs that we're talking about for most typical systems is going to be an i5 of a current generation, 13, 12, 13 gen i5 processor, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, and half a terabyte of solid state hard drive would be a good computer for most people. Right. Now, Apple's MacBook Pro came out. And it's, of course, a little thinner, a little lighter, a little faster, a little smaller, a little brighter. Um, but same as expensive as it always has been, a $1,600 computer, but they only think you need 8 gigs of RAM. What? Yeah. 8 gigs is enough RAM for you, sir. Now, we've talked about Apple and its planned obsolescence, and it's kind of an interesting battle back and forth. The Apple execs still believe it's enough for customers because, of course, they've always felt that for you guys. You'll be you'll be <laughs> well, Apple the, devotees no matter what. We'll put, yeah, you know, they, what and also their feelings are never wrong, right? Never. Never. You're, you're never holding it wrong. Um, <laughs> so you got the 8 gigs of RAM. And, of course, they're talking about – most people are talking about the fact that you know it's a, a Linux-based operating system. So you don't need an, a lot of RAM to run the operating system. Right. But that's not what you buy a laptop for. Right. You you buy it for applications. Right. Thanks, thanks Apple. I, I'm great to run your operating system, but I want to do something with my tool. 
as it were. And um, so we would tell you, you got to go out and buy some more RAM for your very expensive pro, quote unquote, pro yeah. MacBook. Um, so I don't know why um, Apple devotees keep taking it like this. I mean, it's it's constant that they do this to you. Well, and you and you pay a premium for it. Here's the thing: if yeah. you go onto Apple's website and you buy a Mac directly from them, yeah, no matter what the Mac is that you buy during the customization process, one of the things they ask you about are software packages you want to buy. Mm-hmm. One of them is like Logic Pro, which allows you to do video editing and compiling. Right. Yeah, that's not going to work too well on an eight gig RAM computer. No. Not not very pro there. So they're happy to sell that to you, right? As a default, right? Just thought we br- we bring yeah, it up. I I yeah okay. <laughs> this is where we are. This is where we are. So we'll put that up there for you guys to read. In other news, this is kind of funny. I love I like this one. This is, this is the Register really gave us a ton of news this morning. Our favorite uh, blog from across the pond there, a Phoenix crypto exchange. Phoenix? Well, Phoenix, Arizona, I guess. Hmm? Sorry, founder of the... No, not Phoenix. It looks like Phoenix. The Philonix. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not Phoenix. Philonix, uh, crypto exchange, offers 5% cut to the thieves if they return that $120 million in fake money they they stole. <laughs> so bad guys went out there and drained an estimated $120 million of user funds. Oh, I'm so sorry, users. From your cryptocurrency exchange, and if if you get if you if you give it back to them, you can get a five percent bounty of six point five million dollars worth of fake money. Oh, and you know the Felinix folks are saying, put it back in our wallets, and we'll give you seven days to consider the offer before we engage law enforcement. Great. Oh yeah, that's really gonna work. Yeah. So you're already begging the bad guys to give the money back, and you think law enforcement is going to be able to track them down? Right, and you think the bad guys care. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the information, this story is really just ridiculous. Um, you know, we're not going to call the cops unless you give us back. We'll give you six million of our of our of our customers' funds. This is this should give you a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. I mean, FTX, uh, Bankman Fried there just got convicted of right. Crypto fraud. These guys are happy to pay the bad guys a five percent commission on their thievery. Um, this is the this is the industry you're putting your money into. Um, so they broke they broke down some of the uh, the losses by individual blockchains. So Ethereum fifty six million was was poached. Ooh. Tron forty eight million. Okay. Bitcoin eighteen million, Ooh. and they didn't do anything with their computer talk with Tab Coin. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> you got to come up with a coin, because clearly everybody wants this fake money. So we'll put the link up here for you guys to take a look at it. If you are using the Phoenix um, Exchange, you might be a little light in your wallet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what else you got, Dennis? As we wait, well, for I've us? got another crypto disaster. Oh yeah. This one deals with a crypto called Monero. Monero, okay. Now, Monero, it's something you probably never heard of. Nope. But it is supposed to be a blockchain, which is which has additional anonymity and privacy algorithms built into it. Gotcha. So the it's bad. an it's an algorithm called Crypto Notes, which somebody came up with, hmm. and after that was released you know they cooked up this monero cryptocurrency that uses it okay yeah yeah it's 
supposed to be more secure, more private, ah, more anonymous than gotcha. even Bitcoin or Ethereum or some of the other more normal blockchain coins. Normal. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody's been <laughs> stealing <laughs> from one of the wallets in the Monero project. Oh, boy. How many millions are out uh, there? Well, no, this is just a six-figure sum. Oh, all right. But it's been thefts that have been going on for quite a while. Yeah. And the losses are starting to build up. So the Monero project is finally, the people in charge of it are finally uh, admitting that one of its wallets is, you know, losing. Hmm. And they have no idea where it's going. Of course <laughs> Because of course it's a private and an anonymous service on top of being cryptocurrency. Uh, fools on their money. <laughs> fools on their real money. So we'll put and these fake money. Yeah, we'll put these links up here for you guys and you can read them and weep yourself. We're gonna be here till eleven <laughs> o'clock, four lines wide open. Feel free to get online. Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two is the number. We will be right back. And we are back. It's a little more lettuce for you. Yes, the band is called Lettuce. Pretty pretty cool band. Packed house last night. But my wife and I had to get out of there before we literally just got high from secondhand smoke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we got out of there. But it was, it was a great concert while we lasted. Um, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines open for you. I'm going to give you a uh, technology story for you that you probably can all relate to. This is my personal life. So, you know, I have my uh, maintenance prescriptions for, you know, my, my statin. Uh, my my uh, doctor says I still need, even though my calcium score was practically zero, but she insists I should still take my statin. So I do, dutifully. And uh, so I take my statin, and then they, they, the big three-letter pharmacy decides that they can't find the one I always take, and they're going to get me a different one. Okay, fine. Oh. I'll try it. Whatever. What do I know? And they sent me a new a new prescription. Now, this new prescription is only a 30-day prescription versus the 90-day that I was getting before. Oh. So after I take it, I realize, yeah, I'm not feeling really good after this thing. And so my doctor changes it back. So what do they, what do, they do? They change it back to the one I was getting before. Mm-hmm. And it's a 30-day prescription, which is a big pain in the high need to have a 30-day prescription. Yeah. Again, I didn't, I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> they did. Right. So... I'm then, you know, a month or so goes by, I'm getting my 30-day prescription. Then then this big three-letter pharmacy sends me a letter. Hey, Ooh. you know, Eric, if you if you don't change this to a 90-day prescription and talk to your pharmacy, talk to your doctor, we're going to start charging you for this. Because it's actually a free thing because they don't oh. want me to, you know, keel over, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, basically, they send me a, a letter, a formal letter. So, they go to the pharmacy and talk. What do I do? I hop in the car. And we're running around town. I bring my letter to the pharmacy, and they're like, uh, "No, you got to have your doctor call this." I'm like, "This is your letter. It says call, talk to you guys." No, <laughs> you, you got to have your doctor do this. So <laughs> I can't make this up. This is all this is all technology for you. And so then I go back um, because I was going to get into my last whole, what I thought was 30 day prescription. I walk up to the poor pharmacist there or the uh, the assistant. I'm like, "Hey, you know, I, I got to fix this. This thing is going to be a, still a 30 day prescription. You guys are going to start charging me." And then I look at it, I look down at the bottle, and it's 90 days. So they did what? it all on their own. They changed my prescription all on their own. They changed the quantities all on their own. They changed it back all on their own. They sent me letters. And this is a, co- 
<laughs> I'm like, what kind of system is this? This is where we are in 2023. That's where we are. Well, what's really interesting about this is this particular company, yes, which we're not going to name, no. uh, exists both on the payment side of the equation, which mm-hmm. is the retailer, yeah. and the pay or side, mm-hmm. which is the managed care company. Mm-hmm. They are on both sides of this equation. Right. And I'm just a victim of their How cha- are they not managing it. this right? I don't know. I'm just a victim ah. to them. And they're a multi-billion dollar operation yeah. or yeah. something? I couldn't even go oh, on my I couldn't really? go on my app and fix it. I had to I brought my silly letter to the flipping place. <laughs> now I got to have to bother your doctor. I'm yeah, like, "You guys did all this. I didn't just, do any of this." Just that it all came down to a, a physical letter is ridiculous yeah. right there. And they changed it themselves without without <laughs> even me telling them to do it even though that's what makes sense. So it's like, wow, what a process. So, I don't know. I digress. Let's go to your calls. Jack in Glastonbury's got a question. What's happening, Jack? Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for your show. Uh, I've got a question. Um, normally what I do is when, I, when I'm using iTunes, if I'm loading stuff from a CD, then it's just pretty much automatic. But if it's stuff that I've got that's like MP3 files, then what I do is, is I, you know, I have like a folder with the, with the uh, tracks in it each track in there. And then uh, if it needs artwork, I'll put artwork in that folder, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, using iTunes, I can get it uploaded on my PC and get it all set up. So that, that that's pretty straightforward. But mm-hmm. my question is this. It, it, I'm, I'm puzzled by something. Um, I'm looking at an MP3 folder that I created, okay? And I don't have the, um, the artwork in there. Yeah. But yet when I go to, um, uh, if I, I know I loaded it into iTunes, so I know it got in there somehow. But um, when I use the media player, the Microsoft media player, it, it shows the artwork photo in there, and yet I don't, I can't figure out how it, how it found it. You know, it, it's like it's somehow it knows where this stuff is. When I go to the attributes, when I go to the properties of each of the MP3. Um, files and look for that a pointer to it, uh, the artwork. It's not there, you know. And I'm just. It, it seems like there's something in that. There's some pointers or stuff that are not available or hidden or something, so that you don't know where they're where they're occurring, you know. Well, um, I haven't worked too much with Microsoft's own media player, but I'm thinking there's two possibilities. Number one, it is actually reading those uh, additional graphic files in the same directory with the MP3, and it's creating the association and showing it to you. The other thing that it could be doing is it might be getting uh, the artwork from its own cloud because it does its own analysis of your MP3. It knows which song it is, and then it's getting its uh, their own uh, version of the cover art, and maybe it just happens to be the same as what you're using. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in this case, I I know it can't be that second alternative because this is a specific photo that I created. Oh, okay. And and so there's no way that it unless it's, it it unless may just be assuming that a at. that an MP3 and a and a graphic file in the same directory are linked, and it's just showing. Uh, that graphic as associated with that MP3. Mm, yeah, it could be. Well, well, yes, but that I can I can understand that. But I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at um, a folder now, a, su- a subfolder that has uh, five pieces of 
music, five MP3s, and it and it doesn't have the artwork in there. But they come up. Okay. But the artwork saying? comes. The artwork comes up in the uh, in um, the, uh, the media Windows uh, media player. Yeah, it might be a cached understanding of last time it played. Uh, it might also be getting it from Windows Explorer if it's like a cached thumbnail too. Yeah, so it's got, it's got a connection somewhere. Hope yeah. that helps, Jack. We'll be right back. And we are back, and we were talking with Jack, who's trying to figure out how his um, custom artwork is ending up in his MP3s without being located in the same directory as the MP3s, right, Jack? Yeah, I think I have the answer too. Oh, I, I think I discovered the answer. Um, apparently, uh, the media player, because uh, when you're using iTunes, you're always using the the default. Uh, defined music directory uh, or, or music library, you know yep. what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, uh, because if you're using iTunes, as far as I know, there's no way you can uh, get things into iTunes on your PC unless it's unless it comes from that directory. So, and I, and I guess media players also eyeball on that direct uh, direct oh, library as well. I I know what it is then. I know yeah, what it and is. So it's seeing, in other words, when I'm opening a media player, I'm seeing everything in there that I see in iTunes. Yeah, okay. what's happening, I, I'm very sure, is what, once you've imported an MP3 into the iTunes library, it yep. either has the artwork embedded in the file that right. it gets, or it has a link to the artwork file on the computer in your iTunes library. But either way... When right. Windows Media Player reads that, it reads that intelligently and it loads the artwork. Um, yes. The one thing that I was going to do suggest um, is if you have if you have any of that artwork that isn't marrying up right, and it doesn't sound like this is the case right now, but if you find any that don't link up correctly, you'd want to get a hold of what's actually in what call, what's called an ID3 uh, metadata editor for the mp3 files and it doesn't do anything other than read that uh, metadata that's connected in the file and we can post a link to something that's free that does that very very well okay. mm -hmm. and it will actually show you exactly what is in that file or in the case of a file that doesn't have the artwork embedded in it it'll show you that it's not there so Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And yeah, the reason, the reason I brought this question up, I was going to send some of these to a friend of mine and um, on, a, on, a, on a thumb drive. And I went to the MP3 area, and I didn't see the artwork there, but I put it on the thumb drive, and it still brought the artwork up, and that's what threw me off. I said, where the heck is it getting this stuff? But I think I understand now. Yeah, it's doing it it behind the scenes, unknown to you. (laughs) So Exactly, which is something I hate, because I sent that thumb drive to him, and he wouldn't get the artwork. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, when I send this out, I'll I'll make sure I've got the... uh, the artwork JPEG file in there with the folder, so even if he doesn't get it, he can he can use iTunes and you know load it in there. But well, you can also it. use a product like MP3 Tag, which was what I was talking about, to make sure yeah. that the artwork is yeah. actually embedded in the file, and then you don't need to worry about what's linked to it. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. So that yeah. link is. Are you going to put that link out on your? Yeah, website? yeah. The only thing is, is it's kind of, it's going to be kind of fussy work if you're moving a lot of files, but. At least yeah, you'd right. know what's in them, what's not, and you'd know how they're all packaged. Yep. That's great. Yep. All right. I look forward to that. Thank you very yep. much. You're welcome, sir. Yep, bye. All right, bye-bye. So we're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and then at 11 o'clock, uh, Dr. Les will be in. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. You probably saw this, Dennis, right? We, I think we talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. Cruise, which is a quote-unquote, with some serious quotes around the autonomous <laughs> vehicle, um, yeah. they were forced off the road, basically, Crews decided, you know what, we should probably stop doing this thing here. It's not not going so well because basically, I think I think they were involved in an accident where like a they car were. was in an accident and then somebody, some pedestrian, then was hit by a by the cruise vehicle and dragged around. It was pretty bad. And then there's a story that just came out. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a autonomous cars in, in um, Phoenix too called Waymo. That's the Google, I think, equivalent of an autonomous car. And I was out there for a conference, and I told my wife I was going to take that car, an autonomous car, back to the airport. And she said, "Don't do it. Um, we'll get divorced." So I didn't. And uh, we, you know, we were speculating in the hotel about, you know, if there's ever a need for a human to intervent, in, intervene in, in the autonomous car. Well, it turns out, in the case of Cruise, <laughs> you really can't make this up. But Cruise was getting human assistance. Every two and a half to five miles. What? Yep. Every two and a half to five miles, those cruise autonomous cars were being assisted by humans. Now, huh? We were we were joking about this because clearly it wouldn't be Americans. It would be somebody in the third world. And if you've seen some of the videos on YouTube of how the folks in the third world drive, you don't want the third world assisting <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can just picture some, you know, some engineer getting an alert. Oh, we gotta, we gotta merge this because this guy's gonna make a, he's gonna run into a curb here. We gotta, <laughs> I could just imagine what these guys are doing to our cars. So we'll put the link up here for you. But you know, this is a quote unquote General Motors uh, autonomous car company yeah. that lost around one point nine 
billion dollars? <gasps> ay, ay, ay. Oh. Um, that's not good. Um, that doesn't sound like a good market, a uh, good venture. And it needs, uh, but they knew that they needed a, a human every two and a half to five miles. That's what? That's not autonomous car. I mean, what, what, what would the analogy be for that? How could you? That's almost like you know Elon with his autopilot, autonomous <laughs> right. car that needs help every two and a half to five miles. <laughs> I mean, I can't even think of an analogy for how ridiculous that sounds. Um, so we'll put the link up there for you. And for again, it, it is coming. But we need a little smarter technology so the cars know where each other is on the network, on the roads. And uh, once that happens, you won't need to worry about the humans because the cars. Well, you still need to have somebody make sure you don't drive over a pothole or run into a emergency vehicle. But hopefully the emergency vehicles will have the same transponder that says, hey, I'm over here. Don't hit me. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, the, the company is still doing supervised driverless testing. Um, but, my goodness. Whoa. Two and a half to five miles, you have human intervention. Whew. So I'll put a link up there for you. That's not an autonomous car. I'm sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. I can't even think of an analogy that shows how ridiculous that is. Let's go to Thomas in Middletown. What's going on, Thomas? Yes, uh, my phone. I went to the uh, phone company where I bought my phone from, and I have too much. The guy told me my phone is not working right because he got too much junk on it. So he started racing and racing. And I didn't know until the next day, all my pictures and stuff, all my stuff that I had in it is gone. Is there any way I can regain that back somehow? Maybe. Possibly. What, uh, you have an Android phone or an Apple phone? Android, Android. Did you configure the offsite, the backup to the to the Google Cloud? I'm not too free. I'm 83 years. I'm not too up to date on all these phones, but I'm just saying I don't have none of my pictures or none, uh. of, none of that stuff. I was just wondering if I can get some of it back. Nope, I understand the question. Um, so basically, you, if you enabled the backup of the phone, um, the backup would have gone to the cloud, the Google Cloud. Um, you may want to go back, maybe not to that store, not talk to that guy who deleted everything on you, but you want to ask. Not, he's not there anymore. He's gone. Wow. Uh, no surprise. Yeah, but I said too. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to make sure that's enabled so that your pictures and stuff get backed up to the cloud. Um that would be the only way that I know of recovering from that. Now, could there be a restoration on the physical phone, Dennis? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, there might be. Um, on if the if the uh, pictures were on an SD card that are, that are plugged in, they could be recovered. Uh, you'd take the take the card out, put it in a PC, right, and then you'd run a tool like Recover to find the data on it. It does sound a little more complicated than you probably yeah. want to deal with, Thomas. Right? But yeah, if it's if it's the um, if it's the phone's own built-in memory, you're not going to have uh, external access to that as right. a as a uh, memory module. So that option would not be available. So sadly, I tell you to go back to the store that did that to you and tell them the story and ask them, you know, is there any way to recover this this data? And they'll be able to tell you pretty quickly whether or not you had the backup turned on or not. So what's the story with this cloud? Backup on the cloud? Yeah, you want to find out if the, if you had the setting to back, that it's backed up to the cloud and then they could restore it by bringing it back down to your phone, like resynchronizing it um, okay. back to your phone, if that's turned on. Now, there's... There's a there's a little bit of a you know caveat here, guys. If you know backing up stuff to the cloud means it's out there in the cloud, 
it's a good thing in this case when there's somebody does something to you purposefully. Um, but there might be data on that phone that you don't want sent to the cloud. Not that you're doing anything wrong. Um, but the point is there might be data on there that you don't want sent to the cloud. So there's kind of a catch-22 in this. Um, but that is really the only way to back up these phones these days that I'm aware of. Okay, well, I'll just go back to the store and try that. Yeah, sorry. Oh, we're, we're also going to post a link to an article that offers you different ways to approach it, um, yeah. including a few that we mentioned, plus a couple others that might be available. But it's all a question of might. Right. You know, this way to pro go might work. That one might work. Um, you're just going to have to try them out. Okay, I appreciate uh, Unless the store can help you. Yeah. I'm sorry about yeah. that. That's awful. Yeah, that's okay. bad. All Thank right. You. you got it, Thomas. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, the key is have a backup. Um, we've got uh, Tony in Tolland who wants to chime in on this issue. Hey, Tony. Well, yeah. I, I didn't realize I was chiming in on, this, on the same issue, but <laughs> I had a cell phone that uh, basically crapped out on me, and it was – I was losing my ability to get onto my contact list and even to get onto my, you know, where I could use the phone or send a text on it or anything. But if I fooled around with it long enough, it would allow me to make a call or find my contact list or whatever. Anyways, just before the thing totally quit on me, I put my, uh, my contact list and I'm not sure what, whatever else information on the cloud, okay? Yeah. I have a, uh, a Gmail account that I don't use, basically. I don't even really know too much about it. And mm -hmm. what happened is I hit, one of my nephews actually set this account up for me, and I was, I remember saying to him at the time, why do I even need this stupid account? You know, right. I don't, I, I have email, why, I don't want this account. But he, I don't know, he said I needed it for some reason. Yeah. Anyways, uh so now I, I know what my email address is. I don't know what my password is. That's okay. Try to recover. Uh, and also, while my nephew was asking me questions when he was setting this account up, mm -hmm. I, I may have told a few fibs on what whatever questions they were asking me. Oh, the security okay. questions? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So I know I, I jotted some notes down on a little piece of scrap paper, which was my email address, and I what I may have said for a couple of the, uh, of the questions. Yeah. But I'm not sure I jotted all the answers down and I definitely, for some reason, I don't know if I jotted the password down on a different piece of paper and lost it mm -hmm. or whatever. But what I want to know is when I go to try to recover the password, yep. what am I going to, what, what am I going to find myself up against? Well, uh, we can get you a procedure to do that. Um, what you're going to need is probably the answers to those questions. And if you did write some of them down, then all, all the better for you. Um, you may have at some point have given them a recovery email address and they might send a code to that. And, uh, you know, that's something I can't really be sure of, but, uh, that's something that they set up. Sometimes when you create the account, right. they'll ask you, do you have a recovery address you want to use? And uh, we can post a link to the process to do that. Okay. All right. And it's normal, Tony, that you need a Gmail account for an Android phone. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they go, they go in lockstep. Yeah. 
Well, now I have another Android phone that, that I, you know, my replacement Android phone. And I noticed that like, I can't watch videos on YouTube and stuff. And is that because I don't have this phone registered? As no, you can, you can, are you, do you have a, an account with YouTube or is it just a standard YouTube that everybody uses? It's a standard YouTube, which I was able to access yeah. on my old cell phone. Yeah, no, they but, shouldn't have any issues with you. They shouldn't be stopping you for that. Well, I don't know. They're they're asking me to log in when I when I go to watch a video on YouTube. But you can skip it. They just want to know it's Tony. They want to know what Tony's watching. Okay. So you can skip the login and still watch YouTube. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember seeing an option of where I could click on something and skip the login. Hmm. But I I will check next time I yeah. Do. All right. We got to go, right. Tony. We'll give you that link on there for you to, as far as the process, and, and you'll be hopefully be able to recover your configuration. And we are back, and that's Lettuce. Got a chance to check them out last evening for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> So you got chased out by the yeah by the by the ganja. Ay ay Holy moly! <laughs> Did that go over the air, Carolyn? Oh, you're welcome to say that. Uh, but yes, the devil's lettuce, as Carolyn just told me, um, <laughs> just too much for me and my wife. Uh, but it was a great concert. They they are a very tight band. I highly recommend having you check them out. And it was great that they came to Hartford. Um, but we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And we have a few more minutes before we hit to the top of the hour. I have another IT story to tell you, personal IT oh, story. Really? I'd like to tell you that even IT folks, right, are impacted by these IT issues. Just so you don't think we're not, we are. Constantly. Yes, we're humans too. So I've got this property that's in Florida. You guys might know that I occasionally am not here on a Saturday, and that's because my wife says we need to go to that property every now and again. And so we do. And we lost power down there, and we got something called a smart lock. And I'll put that in quotes. And the smart lock is intended to allow for individual codes for folks that might use the property um, because we, we, we rent it. And uh, power goes out. The lock loses connection to the Wi-Fi. Okay. Well, it turns out I'm able to have somebody go into the house, into the, into the unit, and I told them to take the batteries out and put them back in uh, because I couldn't see a single code that I had set on my app. So, unfortunately, this is how the stupid cloud works. The, in order for the cloud to tell me what I've got on the, on the smart lock, the smart lock has to be online. Now, why it wouldn't cache this information in, a, in the quote-unquote cloud is beyond me. Or why the app wouldn't cache it and say, hey, here's what you got. No, for some crazy reason, this has to be instantaneous, constant, up-to-the-second information that is always querying the, the, the um, device. So I have maybe 15 codes that are in that thing. That it wouldn't show me. I didn't write them down for crying out loud. I'm an IT guy. It's all in the app, I thought. Right. Erroneously. Oh. So thankfully, I knew a few codes just in case. Um, but um, So you reset the batteries, put them back in, and I configured the lock for my new renter. Do you think it would have updated all the information that would have been in the, in the, um, the lock for me when, no. it, when they reset it? I no. thought it would. It did it. It didn't. It only puts in the new person. You know how I have that actually happen, Dennis? Oh, how? I have to be in person next to the lock and have it synchronized how? Over Bluetooth. 
No. Yes. That's the smart lock oh, for you. Oh, that's a really smart lock. It's crazy. I cannot understand how these guys design these systems. So oh. if you lose connectivity to your smart lock, it gets a lobotomy and will never remember itself until you are <laughs> physically stroking it. Oh. I don't know what to tell you. This is where we are in 2023, folks. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely uh, Saturday morning. Also, it's Veterans Day. You know, I think it's a reason Veterans Day is so close to Voting Day because we vote for the people who are going to send these people into action. Keep, keep that in mind when you're voting. I mean, I'm not sure we're doing very good th- at voting these days. So keep in mind it's how we're getting where we're getting. And thank mm-hmm. a veteran for keeping us free. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the ultimate sacrifice. So we can't thank you guys enough. And remember, we want you to be geeks too. See you guys next Saturday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.